Proverbs. I'll continue that. Tonight we'll look at Proverbs 21. Let's put a plug in. Um, it's kind of getting ready, encouraging you to, to um, think about your Bible reading plan for next year. Um, whether you want to read through the Bible in a year, um, it's a pretty consistent way to do that. Um, or if you have another plan that, that you want to do, um, New Year's coming up pretty quickly. And you don't have to wait to the New Year, but to incorporate uh, reading God's Word as a part of your discipline and a regular part of your life. So many people think about exercise in, in the New Year and dieting, and uh, those things are, are, they have a place. I could use a little bit of both. Um, but spiritual aspect is it has eternal value so um, Paul said those things have a little value but the spiritual is of eternal value so let's not ignore that while we give attention to the others Proverbs 21 what I want us to do is just read through this this uh, chapter first so if you have it you can read a verse or two when you stop someone else will catch on and we'll just read right through it and then I'll pull out a few verses that I want to focus on tonight so who wants to So um, we have various um, sayings of wisdom. Starts out with verse 1. The king's heart is a stream of water in the hand of the Lord. He turns it wherever he, he will. Um, just a reminder of God's sovereignty. Um, meaning God is under control. God, God has everything under his control. All authority is under his control. It says... God um, turns the king's heart wherever he will. Um, that is an extreme encouragement to me. To realize that um, all of our leaders, our political leaders, um, don't love the Lord, don't honor the Lord in their own life. And yet God is able to work even in that environment to bring about his purpose and his will. And so we, we trust God. I'll get more, say more about that. Yes, we trust God, but there's a role for us to do as well. Um, verse 3, I want you to look at 2. To do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. I think we understand what that means, but there's a strong principle behind that. Um, he's saying, um, don't just give um, in the sacrifice you think about, don't just give your money to a cause. Um, act and, and, and structure yourself so that you are acting in such a way. There's things that God wants us to do and not just um, worship without doing. In fact, we can't have true worship if we aren't, in fact, willing to do what it is that God would have us to do. We need to act out of in integrity. Um, I had tied with that verse 5. The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. And the emphasis that I'm, I'm seeing there is um, 
the diligent, the plans of the diligent is something that if, if we are diligent in what we, in what we do, we will accomplish um, things that God would have us to do. You, you think about how long it takes to construct or build something. It doesn't take a long time to tear something down, but it takes a long time to build something up. We have to be diligent at building, being consistent at working at something, and God will, um, he will um, bring something from that, um, from our diligence. Um, all right, let me go to a couple other verses. Verse 11. Well, let me, let me go to, real quickly. This is something that um, Cliff must have had on his mind because he read two verses that had to do with it. So I have to touch on that. Uh, verse 9 and, and, and verse 8, no, verse 9 and verse 19. Uh, it's better to live in a corner of the housetop than in a house shared with a quarrelsome wife. And then he repeats it again, verse 19. It's better to live in a desert land and with a quarrelsome and fretful woman. I just had to laugh when I, I saw that. And the thought that came to my mind is um, how tough it is. When I think of Proverbs, I think of Solomon and that, that he wrote many of the Proverbs. And I wonder if he wrote that. <laughs> you remember Solomon had uh, uh, 300 wives and, and, and concubines. So he, he filled his life with as many women as he could. And we have a, a culture today or, or men today think that, oh man, that must be heaven. Um, I want to remind you, you can only handle one at <laughs> that's, that's all you can handle. And I think Solomon had his feel. He said, man, it's, you could just hear him saying, man, sometimes I wish I got this whole palace. I'm a king. I can live anywhere I want. And sometimes I'd rather live in a closet than deal with all the drama that I've created because of, of the relationships that I have. Um, so I couldn't help but to think about Solomon in that situation. Um, when you look at the Proverbs, um, pray to God to give you wisdom for your present situation. And sometimes we look at a Proverbs as if it applies in only one area. I look at a verse like 11. When a scoffer is punished, the simple becomes wise. When a wise man is instructed, he gains knowledge. I think that teaches us something about leadership. Um, leadership has to do with parenting. It has to do if you're on a job and, and you happen to supervise individuals. This is saying when a, scoff, when a scoffer is punished, the simple becomes wise. When there are clear boundaries and when somebody goes over that boundaries, there are uh, um, consequences from that. They learn from that. Think about it. When a scoffer is punished, the simple becomes wise. If we do not train our children and have consequences for their action, they will not learn from the, from the, the, the things that they are doing. Um, and so if we let them just do whatever they want without consequences, they will not become wise. They will not learn uh, uh, from that. The same way if, if you, can, you can apply that towards... Um, toward leadership in, in a, uh, not just leadership in a family, but leadership in a corporate world or even in our society. 
I see it on the street all the time. How many times do you see cars in Milwaukee that don't have license plates, don't have stickers? Uh, why? Because we stopped punishing that. I was riding down 27th Street the other day, and I, uh, I had to tell my mom a little bit. I remember when I was when I before I got my license, she had got a speeding ticket for going uh, 43, 43 miles an hour in, in a in a in a uh, 30 mile an hour zone, and I was going down 27th Street. And I think about that, man. I go down 27th Street now. Everybody's going 43 and better. And why is that? Because we stop pulling people over. We stop giving tickets for speeding. Um, I remember when, when I first got my license, I was afraid to drive my car if I didn't put my updated sticker on the back. You don't even have to worry about it. Well, you drive anyway. In Milwaukee, you can. You go outside of Milwaukee, and they will pull you over for not having your, your sticker on the back. When we stop punishing wrong behavior, we will get more of it. And um, so that, 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 that applies to our society as a whole. And think about it in your home as well. That applies to your children. If you don't check on their homework, they won't do it. If you don't do the, the, the due diligence as a parent to oversee, then they won't, they won't change their behavior or keep their behavior in the way that it should be. That's a good reminder there. Um, verse 15 ties in with that. When justice is done, it is, is a joy to the righteous but terror to evildoers. Again, when I see um, red lights go on behind me, I'm not afraid. I don't think, oh man, I got that warrant on me. You know, I hope they ain't pulling me over. Um, I'll pull over and let them pass, because I know they're passing me, or least I think they are. <laughs> um, but I want to see justice done because that's what keeps an orderly society. Um, when justice is done, it is a joy to righteous. We actually want to see justice. But it's a terror to evildoers. Who's paranoid? Who's afraid? Um, those who are, are, are uh, not doing what's right. <clears throat> All right, a couple other things I want to focus on. Verse 22. A wise man scales the city of the mighty and brings down the stronghold in which they trust. What an encouragement that was to me to think. The power that a wise man can have, the power of someone who loves the Lord and acts it with integrity and wisdom. Um, we can often think that it's little we can do about certain things. But it says here, he can scale the city of the mighty and bring down the stronghold. God is calling us to bring down strongholds. And um, we think we might be a small church. We think we might have little power. But God says, no, no. I can use you right where you are, the size that you are. I know Cliff often talks about Gideon's army, right? Uh, just 300 men. 
Uh, he, he, he tied that down from, what was it, 30,000 they started with? Um, just a mere 300. God can use a small group. Jesus took 12 men, and one of them wasn't his. Eventually got replaced, I believe, by Paul. Um, but he took those 12, and he changed the world. Jesus' ministry was just over three years on earth. Three years from the time he was baptized in the Jordan to the time he, he uh, ascended up into heaven. Just three, three and a half years or so. In those three and a half years, think about it, we, it takes four years for, us to com for a child to complete high school, another four years to finish college, another four years for graduate degrees and so forth. Just three years, Jesus trained his men. It impacted their whole life to the point where each one of them was willing to give their life for Christ. And they each, the 12 of them, made an impact that changed the world. We are reading God's word today and, and have faith passed down to us. The Bible says that Jesus, that the, this, the, his church is built on Jesus as a cornerstone, the apostles and the prophets are, are the foundation. So those apostles, those 12 men were the foundation of all that we have today. So praise God for that. With just a few men making an impact. God wants to make an impact with the few that are here at Sweet Communion. We're not alone. We have other people all around the city that God has, has uh, turned their hearts. But he said, you can make an impact. So I praise God for the encouragement in that verse. <clears throat> in a few other verses, um, verse 29. A wicked man puts on a bold face, but the upright gives thought to his ways. It's that time uh, of year that uh, begin to evaluate things you probably are evaluating goals that you have for the year goals you have next year giving thought to our ways what is it that God wants us to accomplish um, what are we willing to listen to God and apply ourselves to the things that he's given us to do and then the the last verse is the last verse in the chapter the horse is made ready for the day of battle but the victory belongs to the Lord this is the verse I said I was going to get back to. Uh, the idea um, <clears throat> the idea is that God wants to work and he wants to work through us. God can do um, mighty things. It, but it says, the horse is made ready for battle, for the day of battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. So it's not, it's not the strength of the horse that ultimately gets it done. But what he does say, the horse is made ready for battle. There's a thing that we do to prepare for battle. And then we recognize it's a thing that God does that gives us the strength and allows us to have victory in that battle. So it just reminds me, we need to be diligent. You can't go into battle without preparing your horse, without preparing the things that you need to do battle in. That's, that's the role that he gives us to do. Prepare the horse for battle. Get things, put things in order so you can accomplish what God has to, wants you to accomplish. Then have the faith 
that God himself is going to provide the strength to do and accomplish what only he can do and accomplish. But he does that through us. Too often, I think, well, okay, God, if you want to do this, you want to make a splash in Milwaukee, go ahead, you'll do it. But he says, no, I'm going to do this through you. So get the horses ready for battle, and then trust me. Walk on into the battle. Trust me to do it. And so I see that, 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 that principle in everything that's been accomplished for the Lord. Um, in the Old Testament, as the, the people of Israel marched around the walls of Jericho, God actually called them to actually march. He could have said, y'all could have stayed in the camp and watched me do this. He says, no, I got a role for you. By faith, I want you to walk and march and march around the city. And I'm going to give you specific instructions for how to do that. And then when I get ready, I want you to shout. And they shouted, and the walls came tumbling down. Did God need them for any of that? No. But that's the way he works. He works through his people. And so his people need to do what they've been instructed by God to do and then have the faith and trusting that God will in fact do what only he can do to provide the victory. And uh, so as I end this year, I'm, I'm thinking about that. What does God want us to do and how do we get ready for that? And let's take that step forward, that step of faith, so that we can accomplish all that God has for us to accomplish. It doesn't matter that it's, what, 11 of us in here today, and only 11. There's more there. We got some warriors over there. We have a generation that's coming up over there. And we have more than enough right here to accomplish what God wants to do. And uh, will we give ourselves and prepare ourselves and do that part that he's calling us to do so that we can see him do all that, that he wants to do? So I pray that um, you're excited about what God wants to do. You're placing yourself, making yourself available to God uh, to do his work. All right. Um, um, Elder Brian isn't here today. He's sick, so you can pray for him. I'm going to ask Nick to come and lead us in our prayer time, but we won't have his uh, time of uh, meditation and devotion. Enjoy those meditations that he's been doing, but uh, we'll go right to our um, prayer time.